I'm Luca Doncic and this is Locked On Mavericks Podcast. This is gonna be huge. Yeah. 360 in the contract. Never that. I just take the contact. I bring it back. I'm running on the fast break behind the back. Yeah, this that, this that, this that. Jerk with the And welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Engstead, media member at MavsMoneyBall.com, and I am joined, as always, by my co-host, contributor at Mavs.com. Probably big mad about Wade waving his arms at the end of the game. What you got for me, Isaac Harris? I don't want to talk about Wade right now. He's, I don't like him. Can we just... I think it's only polite and only respectful if we hold a moment of silence for James Johnson. Thank he was you. a great player. Thank you, for, thank you for being here, everybody. <laughs> I think that's thank all you. our pod should be dedicated to. Thank you, you for gathering. <laughs> thank um, you for gathering. Dwayne Wade did did James Johnson dirty. I think he kicked his leg out. No, he didn't. Stop it. That ruins the play. It was a doesn't ankle ruin it. Breaker. He still made the shot. No, of course Dwayne Wade stuck his foot out. Wade was trying trying to like draw a foul himself. I love how Wade celebrated after this game with his arms raised up like he just won like a gold medal or something. Yeah, yeah. Like he was Rocky at the end of a this title fight. This is Sparta. Like, yeah, bro. Get excited about this regular season win. So y'all can possibly squeak into the playoffs and get swept by Milwaukee. I usually don't get big mad about some of these Dirk Wade things, but NBA TV posted, you know, that they, they've been posting this thing where it's like, Okay, it's sixteen oh, to no. sixteen. What, what did they post? I'm ready for this. It's 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 tied sixteen to sixteen regular season and and playoffs combined. It's like this graphic. Here, I got I have it right here. Okay, so before this game, it was the total wins was tied seventeen. Eleven regular season wins, six playoff wins, one final series win, one finals MVP each. They each had okay. those things. It was completely tied across the board. Oh, and, did they did they and do they updated it? League league, league MVPs? <laughs> and then they updated it. And it says now 18 wins for Wade and 17 for Dirk. And you're like, and it's like, and then said D Wade's now got eternal bragging rights in his rivalry with Dirk. Like, oh, what are you no. talking about? What? Well, who made this graphic? NBA TV. Some intern is out there. Yeah, eternal this. bragging rights for the for teammates what? that he's had in his life. And they counted regular season wins, but they didn't count an MVP, a league MVP. Okay ridiculous get out of here with that trash that's the one NBA that's the one i actually got mad about that's stupid <laughs> i will say uh devin harris holding up his jersey beside wade that's the closest you're ever gonna see my name next to wade so <laughs> just harris <laughs> and i love the fact guys we don't have to see luca hold up a Dwayne wade jersey hey he didn't do it that's a moment right there even though dirk uh kind of uh Bit the bullet there and said, you know what? That yeah, was more of a political move. It. it was just more of a polite political move than it was. Yeah, hearing hearing Wade and uh, I mean, uh, wait, hearing Low and uh, and Beck talk about it on their pod was uh, was great. But uh, this is the last time I'm gonna watch Dwayne Wade play basketball again, so I'm I'm pretty excited. <laughs> I mean, I'm pretty no I'm pretty pumped about this. <laughs> No, 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 bro. Like, I mean, okay. Well, I wouldn't mind seeing him get swept, but I don't think they get in. I think somebody else beats him in. But I hope Orlando beats him in. But no, yeah, it's a cool moment. I mean, last time you get to see Wade play, and I hope he won last dances uh, right out of the league. So, 
Yeah. Cool. <laughs> See you, bro. That's it. This ain't about Wade. This is about the Slovenian game. Shout out to all the fans from Slovenia that came for this game. We started getting tweets before the game of people going into uh, the so arena. Good. So our good. Boy, our boy Dom, who is a Locked On Mavs listener, he was tweeting out his updates he from was outside the arena. He was reporting, knew he was dropping bombs. While, he, Dom bombs. He was. It was Dom bombs. And he was saying an, an honorary <laughs> reporter for Locked On Mavs. Yeah. And so shout out to you, bro. Uh, he actually had oh, random footage. That's what we sh- we should have. We should have locked on correspondence because we have people all over the place. Oh yes! Oh, that's the greatest. That's the greatest idea we've come up with. I'm so ready for this. This is going to happen, especially next year for sure. Yes. Um. Well, I mean, all the fans for Slovenia will be uh, Dallas Maverick ticket holders when Dragic and Luke are playing for the Mavs. But Dom came through with stuff before the game. I get, Dom, bro. I guess you you like to tape warm ups, and for some reason he was taping warm ups, and Dirk was running back, and he slipped on like a towel or a shirt, and that's when he like tweaked his ankle and sat there on the floor. Sabotage, it was, it was the, absolute it was the, sabotage. It was the only footage that I've seen of it, and uh, <laughs> which was crazy, but obviously Dirk played in the game. But the fans from Slovenia. We cannot uh, praise you guys enough. I could hear you. Obviously, I wasn't in Miami, and uh, Nick was closer to this game than I was uh, in person. But yeah, you know, I we could hear you on the broadcast, which was amazing. You could hear chants every time Luca scored, especially at the beginning. You could hear everybody cheer. It was amazing. Uh, so that <laughs> I just quote I quote tweeted that NBA TV graphic and said Wade beat a forty year old Dirk and now the rivalry is decided question mark and somebody responded and called me the N word the both F words got really upset with me it's very mad ooh I love those people on Twitter it's very upset they're my favorite I don't understand you call me the N word I don't understand is that supposed to make me feel bad I don't I never understand that. Anyway, the Slovenian, I'm all, I'm here for all of it. I loved it. Yes. Everybody was tweeting me videos. I love seeing them doing their chants and their national anthem and all that stuff. Wearing the green. It's kind of funny that their color is green and the Mavericks used to have green and they need to go back to the green, but loved it. Love seeing all that. And uh, I hope it continues. I hope if, if Dragic doesn't come to the Mavericks or if, you know, I hope he goes somewhere in the West <laughs> where this can happen a couple times. You know, but at, are yeah. this, are Slovenians going to travel or are they all just on in Miami? That's what I want to know. Well, I mean, I think they're all going to move to Dallas. At, I mean, at some point, <laughs> so move. they all move with basketball players. But no, I mean, literally, if you didn't follow along on Twitter, I mean, there was reports of fifteen hundred to two thousand fans from Slovenia that were uh, in attendance in Miami, and uh, they showed them a lot on the broadcast before the game. Uh, during the game, you could hear everyone there. It was just super fun. Obviously, there's a, a ton of history between Dragic and, and Luka uh, from their national team days and now them playing against each other in Miami. Uh, Dragic had been hurt for a lot of the first part of this year. So it was really hyped up going into this game, and rightfully so. And it's it's just really cool to see that the buzz around it. And uh, they had some play. You know, they guard each other different times. Luka took him off the dribble one time. Then Dragic got him uh, kind of on a step back type of you know, shot in the paint. And uh, you know, it, it was a cool moment. You know, for them to play against each other. And 
Uh, Dragic, man. Triple-double. And, yeah. I, I do want us to revisit <laughs> yeah. our, our our Dragic theory um, for this summer on this pod. That he's coming that he's coming to Dallas? Yeah, so or that he would decline his player out. Let's let's take a quick break and when we come back, let's uh let's talk about that. All right, so our theory our running theory has been that How long ago did we mention that on the pod? Man. That was a long time ago. Months? Over I mean at least 2 months ago. Maybe more. We said on this pod, watch out for the Goran Dragic DeAndre Jordan type of move. We have a, we have an advantage over every other media person in that we talk every single day and come, and come up with stuff like this every single day. So we have the most yes. we have the most material to choose from. We do have a lot of material to throw. Uh, uh, at least we don't. At least we don't throw exclusive exclusive at the uh, beginning of each one of those. But no, you threw that. You almost did that on Twitter earlier today when when somebody was, they were talking about the Ring of Honor and you were like on the Locked On Mavericks podcast. Mark Cuban oh, talked yeah. about this. Already. I was like, that's pretty close. Hey, that that was close because Cuban obviously has talked about that before, and uh, but. Yeah, a lot of things we speculate about and we throw stuff out there. The Dragic thing we threw out there two months ago, it wasn't 100% pure speculation. But the theory of looking at what happened with DeAndre Jordan this past summer. DeAndre Jordan had a player option. And Nick is laughing. Brad, Brad Brad Townsend going back and forth with this guy talking about rookie of the year and stuff like that and i love brad going back and forth with people. So this guy thing. was like was talking about how dave yeager said that bagley was the rookie of the year and then and brad just tweeted this quote from rick carlisle saying he's one of the top players in the game and this guy was like rick carlisle won't even call luca the rookie of the year blah 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 and brad's like that's not even what he said and then this guy goes did your quote include the words rookie of the year you know very well what the context of the debate is about it's about rookie of the year if he failed to mention it it's a problem and brad just quotes this guy keeps going like that's half the tweet he keeps going and brad quote tweeted him and said you're an idiot (laughs) that's why i laughed anyway i've had conversations with brad on his uh twitter interactions and uh He's uh, he's great, and it's fun talking to him about it. Um, You're an idiot. Especially about one in particular. But <clears throat> the DeAndre Jordan situation that happened this past summer, DeAndre had a player option for the $22 million or whatever it was. Are you talking about the cash that is going to put Michael Avenatti in jail? Is that what you're talking about, the DeAndre Ayton situation? Did I say DeAndre Ayton? Yeah, that's what you said. Oh, yeah. DeAndre Jordan. DeAndre Jordan. <laughs> That Nike situation was hilarious. You're worried about Michael Avenatti's safety. Is that what you're worried about? I'm so worried. Do not about mess with right Nike, now. everyone. Do not go after Nike. They know. Hey, the swoosh is uh, very powerful. But starting the sentence for the fourth time, DeAndre Jordan had a play, had a player option for twenty something million uh, heading into this season. Obviously, him and Dallas uh, Clippers had granted that you know permission and, and talking with Dallas, he wanted to go to Dallas. And the whole situation was, hey, I'm going to opt out of my final year of my deal if you will sign me to that same deal, the one year, $27 million, uh, that I would be making for the Clippers. And so they obviously came to this agreement. He opts out of the one year, $27 million with the Clippers, signs the one year, $27 million with, with Dallas, uh, pretty much the same deal. So we threw out there that 
Dragic could do the same type of thing. That he has a player option for right at like 19 million for next season. Uh, he obviously probably wants that 19 million. Um, I'm interested in what he would get on the open market, being what he's 32 years old right now. Uh, if he did just decline it and just test the waters, but if they go to him and say, "Hey, it, you want the 19 million?" Obviously, he could just opt in. He gets the 19 mil guaranteed, and he'll just stay in Miami. But if there is some type of interactions and they're talking with Miami about it. <laughs> Isaac over there summoning demons over here. That was like that was legit Siri who said Did you summon me? Did, did you accidentally summon me? Wow such weird terminology. So uh no, I did not summon you, Siri. And the ghost of Maverick's cap space passed. So could they, you know, if they if it if it was a mutual thing in which Dragic would say, do the same thing as DeAndre, I'll opt out of the 19 million if you'll sign me for that one year 19 million also. And I could totally see see that happening. And if Dallas has the 30, you know, million next year, I know a lot of people have expressed, especially when we first threw that out there on the pod, we, and we got a lot of tweets the next day that were, that were like, oh my gosh, I don't want Dragic. He's older than some people saying, oh, I would love it seeing the two guys in yeah. Uh, it would give Luca this other playmaker. Yeah, there's. I think it depends on which country you live in. If you, if you want it to happen, that's very not, true. Kind of. uh, everybody reached out is from Slovenia who really liked that. Yeah. <laughs> um, but no, I mean, it is should Dragic be the number one A option? I probably not. You might, you know, shoot yeah. for a different situation. I know a, a younger type of guy, but if you set back in free agency, you, you whiff on all the top big guys. Uh, you're kind of staring at some of these restricted guys, these middle tier guys. And you're like, man, do I, do I really want to hand, hand this guy 20 something million? Do I really want to? And you're kind of debating some things And really, if you want to hold your cap space to next summer or, if there's that the whole DeAndre type of thing to where, hey, you just signed me for one year. And if they sit back and say, you know what? Okay, we don't have it. There's other options on the table. But Dragic is saying, hey, I, I want to come there. You can pair those two together. It gives you another playmaker, another ball handler. Uh, Dragic is shooting 36% heading into this game with the Mavericks tonight from three. And then you roll with it from there. Then you still have what ten million left in cap. Could, is there a world? Would Mavs fans be be happy if Dallas walked away from the summer with Dragic and Julius Randle? Uh, probably, probably happy, right? Yeah, I think you should. I think you should be happy if that. I if think there's a difference between happy and like ecstatic. Yeah, only yeah, yeah. There's there is a level to that. I'm not saying I would be outside jumping for joy, but I would be super pumped. I'd be like, you know what? We could sell the fan base yeah, on that. Yeah, yeah. This is this is pretty this is pretty cool. Rolling out KP, Luca, Dragic, Randall, whoever else you throw out there. Yeah, I would want to bring Randall off the bench though. That's just me. Um, it's his spot. His, sure, his spot is backup five. But you could start him for a little bit and then then bring him off yeah sure whatever that's just me but yeah but I, I, guys I just like threw Rand- yeah yeah i threw a random name out there that i think could be making around 10 to 12 million next year or something like that and if they get Dragic, would they try to get somebody else and uh i think this i think there is a decent possibility of that happen it could happen it could happen it could be really interesting it could be fun i mean man that could be real fun to see luca and, and porzingis and Dragic. i mean gosh 
Heck yeah. I mean, that, especially watching Dragic play tonight, a lot of people haven't got to see him play a lot this year because he's been hurt. Yeah. And man, he's good. <laughs> he's really good uh, when he's healthy. And I get that he's 32. I would, you know, I'm not saying, hey, sign Dragic, you know, if he opts out, I'm not saying sign Dragic to five years, <laughs> you know, uh, some, you know, super deal to take him to 37 years old or something. But if it's like a one year or even like a two year deal, something like that, sign me up. Like, I mean, they're buddies. Like, you're pairing up these guys, and they obviously have chemistry. And then all Rick has to do is just call Igor up and say, "Hey, if you get fired by Phoenix, you want to come hang out on my staff?" And they can just recreate all those photos from winning that championship. Heck yeah! All right. Um, one thing that happened before the game: Dirk was asked. This is the greatest. Dirk was asked about Luca, and if Luca ever asked about, you know, 2011, asked him about things before, and Dirk's answer was so good. I hope everybody saw it, but if you didn't see it, I wanted to just share it on the podcast. Uh, this is from Tim McMahon. He said Luca Luca Doncic's response when Dirk tries to regale him with tales of the Mavericks title run, and uh, and this is what Dirk said. The 2011 finals were going on. His mom wouldn't let him get up that early in the morning because she was like 12. Does he ask questions about uh, 2011 or or no. do you tell him anything about 2011? Does he even come up? No, every time I mention the past, he's like, you're so old, you're so old. <laughs> <laughs> he, he, he doesn't listen, you know. He's, uh, he's, uh, he's a young man, but uh, he's an old soul, I guess. Uh, I don't know, he doesn't want to hear some of my old stories. Porzingis know. loves him a lot. Porzingis, yeah, shows a little more respect towards me than, uh, than Luca does. Uh, Luca is reckless at times, but yeah, I mean, obviously, it's been uh, it's been almost eight. Years, I mean, eight years ago. That's uh, that's a long time. Uh, unfortunately, obviously, still be sort of in the league. <laughs> it continues the lure of the Luca Porzingis buddy comedy. Where one of them is like this, this prim and proper does things by the rules and like folds all his clothes, whereas Luca just like shows up and just throws all his clothes on the floor and just walks around. And his side of the room is just you know dirty. And Luca, put some respect yeah. on on twenty eleven. You gotta put some respect on that. To go there, you must know how others have gone. <laughs> um, I love the fact that KB. It like I just pictured KB being. Hey, you want me to carry your towels for you? Yeah, okay. Yeah. Is your water bottle good? Yes, Do you yes. want cold water? You want lukewarm water? Yeah. I, I'll get whatever you want to for you. I'll fold your jersey. I, like I just pictured KP as this, like just honoring Dirk and just to be in his presence. And Lucas is like, I just hey, figured out how to play Fortnite on my shoot. phone. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Dirk, you know what Fortnite is? <laughs> like, I yeah, I I just see those two, you know, differences and. Uh, it's fun you know you know he's joking around you know yeah, Lucas yeah. shows him a lot of respect and uh, I'm sure some fans will read into that and be like oh my gosh no but no they, don't, at don't this point that. it's been 21 years in Dirk's career you can tell when he's joking around and when he, you know when he's being serious about things yeah and it was super funny uh, Brad talking about Luca and how Lucas said his mom wouldn't let him stay up to watch yes. the finals. He was like 11 or 12 years old. And well, no, for him, it would be to get up early because of the time difference. Yeah. That's so weird. That's it's weird to think about like that. Though. Some of that, some of our listeners, some of the, the you know people that follow us on Twitter and stuff, that's their reality. When they're tweeting along with us during games, it's like five in the morning, four in the morning for them. Just the fact that Dirk is just like, I don't know, like two years difference from Luca's mom is hilarious. Younger? Like age-wise. 
Pedro. Yeah, I think he's younger. I think she's like 43, 44 or something. Dirk could be Luca's dad. We've already gone over this. Nick, you're not allowed to speculate about relationships. <laughs> That's absolutely true. Absolutely true. He's already Maxie's dad, so. <clears throat> it's Maxie. Yeah, we got all right, let's hey, I gotta, Yeah, let's let's take another break and when we come back, we, we have to talk about this game because it was actually interesting. <sighs> All right, Isaac. So, did you want to bring something else up before this game? Um, it has somewhat to do with this game. It's a it's a a comp, a comparison. Okay. So, in this game, it the, Ma- the Mavericks had held leads at different times. And let's. I really only want to talk about a couple things that happened and then the fourth quarter. So the beginning of the fourth quarter, the Mavericks trot out a lineup of Trey Burke, Courtney Lee, Ryan Brokoff, Maxi, and Salah, I believe. Um, was that a tank lineup? Because that's, that's what people are saying in my mentions right now. No, that's a solid lineup. You don't take any way, anything away from that lineup. It just that lineup hadn't played all game. There was no starters in it. There was no, I mean, Courtney Lee was just how many minutes did Courtney Lee play tonight? He played. He played seven minutes, all in the fourth quarter. No, uh, I mean you're forgetting about Ryan Brokoff. I mean that was the star of that unit. On a non-sarcastic note, dude's been balling out lately. Yeah, Ryan Brokoff has actually. Ryan Brokoff heading into this game in his last four games was eleven for seventeen for behind the three-point line. And tonight he shot bum, ba, da, da, bum, bum, 50% tonight. He shot three three for six uh, from three tonight. That was his specialty coming in to, to training camp and to the league. He was at, He's actually a friend of the pod. He's been on the podcast before. And oh, yeah. that was his thing that obviously he could shoot the lights out. He won three-point shootout contest uh, over in Russia when he played overseas. And man, he's he's finally getting minutes, finally, and uh, he's showing that he can he can knock it down. And he's not he's not a black. Okay, he had a bad turnover at the end of the game with with Wade, uh, and that sucked. But he's not a complete black hole on defense. He's not the best, but he's not a black hole on defense. But man, he can shoot the lights out, and this is what we need is shooters. And as far as I'm con- uh, concerned. I I definitely want him back in training camp next summer, and I would I, I would like him on this roster next year. Absolutely, we talk we talk about Justin Jackson a lot, and how Justin Jackson this is his time to prove yeah. his spot in the rotation going into next season. I, I, if Brokoff keeps this up for the you know the last what six seven games we have left, he's going to really make a, a case of this could be beyond just a one year type of thing. He could be you know, called back for next year and. Yeah, we need shooters. Could it could happen for sure? There's not a ton of wings that are going to be available this summer. We've gone over the free agents, and there's just not a lot of them. And so, if the Mavericks have some young, interesting wings, Jackson, Dorian Finney-Smith, who barely gets any minutes anymore, he played what five minutes tonight, and then Ryan—that's yeah, kind of weird—and then Ryan Brokoff. Um, that is the hey, let's get him off the court and try to tank that value a little bit. I don't even know how much it's just tank the value as much as they want to see what they have in Jackson and Brokoff. Like they're they're just taking all of his minutes and giving it to those guys. Yeah, yeah. I, I think it's more that. I was totally joking with the tank the value thing. But You're not though. I think you it, believe that deep down in your heart. I just think Dorian's gonna get paid more than Maxi uh, this summer. But um yeah, but I, I think it's more of what you what you said. They want to know exactly what they have in Justin Jackson and Brokoff. And playing them a lot of minutes, that's how you figure it out. 
Yeah, Justin Jackson had another decent game tonight. 14 points, four boards, two assists, two steals. Um, he, man, the floater. I love the little floater thing. That there's one that just like in and and out, just completely yeah. in and out late. Over late that like short game. corner in the fourth quarter, there. I thought it was. I thought it was good. That was his shot at Carolina. He could. He hit that with ease and uh, almost. So at the so we that's that lineup at the very end was not super great. <laughs> they gave up a six or seven point lead, and then Luca checks back into the game with six minutes left. It's a tie game, and. They go back and forth. The Heat kind of pull ahead. The Heat just had the Heat had athletes, and the Mavericks just they don't have a ton of like athlete like fluid, fast athletes right now. <laughs> it just doesn't seem like they have that many on their team right now. Whereas Miami just had a couple. I mean, they had Bam, they had Derek Jones Jr., and uh, and that was kind of it. But that's all you need. <laughs> you just need a couple to get those extra loose balls, and you know to do, to close to close out just a little bit faster than everyone else. And that and- Derek Jones Jr. is what we hoped. Uh- <laughs> Do you remember Jeremy Evans? Yes, yeah, yeah. He's like what you hoped Jeremy Evans was going to be. Does he uh, do art too? He obviously too? wasn't. Uh, <laughs> Derek Jones. <laughs> uh, but I mean, I we absolutely both love Bam, don't we? Yes, yeah. I mean, I know. I, oh, he's so the, fun. Hey, I the really Heat like love him. Bam because because Whiteside went out with that injury about a month ago, and he hasn't come back in the starting lineup. I literally tweeted out today. <laughs> I forgot Whiteside was was still in the league, and. Duncan Robinson logged more minutes than Hassan Whiteside. So Duncan Robinson and Ryan Brokoff are the two leading candidates for players that casual NBA fans don't know exist. That is very true. Uh, at least Duncan Robinson played for Michigan in uh, the NCAA tournament. But uh, Dragic just played a heck of a game. I mean, he was he felt like he had control this whole entire game. Yeah. Even in the fourth quarter, he had that nasty like fake on Maxi in the paint and just laid it up. He's so crafty. Uh, with this game, but you know, triple double, twenty three points, twelve rebounds, uh, eleven assists, and this goes into my comp is Goran Dragic, the ceiling for Jalen Brunson. Ooh, interesting. Dragic's a little bit bigger than him. Both lefties, but yeah, both kind of crafty. It's good. I kind of like that. I mean, but Dragic was an All NBA guy at one point, so. Very true. That's why I said ceiling. Like everything clicks for Brunson. Ceiling is Goran Dragic, and that's a high ceiling. You can't like, yeah, you can't dismiss that. It's like people saying Blake Griffin uh, being like Zion, like a, and people like freaking out and saying, "Oh my gosh, no, that's horrible." He would be like, Blake Griffin was really, really good. Yeah. So like, if he turned out to be Blake Griffin, that's not the end of the world. Yeah, I can I could see that. I guess Dragic and okay. Jalen Brunson. Okay, so I'm not too like crazy. Um, so Dirk hits a, hits a jumper over Wade. Oh, just a great man. moment. Just a great moment. Just a high arcing three. Wade tried to close out. Dirk was leaning back a little bit. I read something that after he he hit that he coughed in his face and Dirk coughed in Wade's face. Yeah, as they went down the court. Mm. I hope he didn't get any kidding. of his germs on him. There's a there's a just bug kidding. there's a bug going around. A bug. So the rest of the game, Wade hits. Wade tried a shot over Dirk at the very end with 50 seconds left. He tried a wild shot, shot and he missed it. If he would have hit that shot, it just would have been so devastating. But no, I'm not. He didn't. He gets the last 30 seconds. Okay, the, the final play. Luca tries his crazy, you know, jumping float, one-handed floater kind of deal in the paint yeah. against James Johnson. Doesn't go in. 
Super tough shot. It's a super tough shot. We've seen him make it before. He's literally made that exact same shot against the Lakers on the other end at the beginning of the season. It's like the jump hang, I'm going to shoot at the very last moment of while I'm in the air. <laughs> Are we okay with that shot? Uh, I mean, I think, I mean, Luca took the shot, so I'm okay with it. If Trey Burke tried to do that, I'd be a little upset. But <laughs> this, no, I mean, this game yeah. also doesn't matter a whole lot. So if a game, if a game was mattered a ton, because next year games are going to matter a lot more, and there's they're going to be in a playoff race, and shots yeah, like you, that, you texted something. Yes, <laughs> you texted something like that uh, in the second half, and I'm like, gosh, you could not say this uh, more. Just, I mean, over the past couple. Gosh, we've been covering the Mavs now, what, four years, whatever, how long. And just to be able to be into April or the end of March and still going strong about ex- how exciting some of these games are, like pushing like playoffs and looking at matchups, I'm so ready. I don't even that. care about exciting. I just need them to matter. Can, can I, I would just, I'm just so excited for games to matter in February and March. Don't even. There's a lot of people saying that these games matter right now, but for a different reason. <laughs> I mean, we even talked about the tank standings at the very beginning of the podcast. But are we okay with a shot like that from Luca? Because I feel like the narrative could be different next season when, when the games matter and when he has another option like Porzingis. That's that's probably the biggest thing. If he had another option, if he had somewhere else to go with it, then you know that could be a problem. But he doesn't. He doesn't have. He didn't have anywhere else to go with no. it right now. No, and, and I mean, even if you go back to the possession before that for the Mavs, I mean, Dirk had a wide open three and he missed the three. Yeah. And- that would have so, tied I mean, that, the game. That would have been huge. Yeah. That was an awesome uh, opportunity and, and shot. But, um, but yeah, I mean, it was a super tough shot, but we've seen Luka make them. Uh, for 90% of the players in the league, you're like, why would you shoot that shot? Yes. But for Luka, you've seen it happen. He makes them happen. So it's like, oh, that sucks. In hindsight, it's a tough shot, but, you know. Whatever. We also have to mention that the Mavs went 5 of 21 in the fourth quarter, and they didn't even score from the field over the last five minutes of the game. So it doesn't wow. just come down to those shots sometimes. It's it's all the beginning before that. The game, you have to give the whole game in context. can't just look at, the whole, at one shot sometimes. And uh, the Mavericks, they just didn't have anything at <laughs> the end of the fourth quarter. They don't have many, many guys with go-to moves right now. Like even Dirk right now, his only go-to move is his step-to-the-side jumper. <laughs> <laughs> sidestep jumper he did have this uh, play on bam earlier in the game where he did the like classic fadeaway. bam tried to block it so hard like he tried so bad to block it and dirk pulled the staff of while it was midair he turned around and started running back down the court and uh it went straight in so it was just another great moment for dirk um i don't really have anything else about this game I know you briefly mentioned at the top of the uh, at the top of the pod, but you know Dallas is uh, is only two losses ahead of uh, of Atlanta right now. Uh, how many games, uh, as far as they're in six, are they in sole possession of that six spot right now? Uh, there's a they're not. They're two games back. From, no, no, no. They're a whole bunch of games back. They're they're six and a half games back from Chicago. Chicago's twenty one and fifty five. No, no, no. Dallas is at six. Who's at seven? Oh, Memphis is at seven right now. They're 30 and 45. I think, did they play tonight? I think they lost tonight. This is riveting. No, they did not lose tonight. Uh, Yeah, Memphis is 30 and 45. Washington is 31 and 45. And then New Orleans is 32 and 45. Mavericks are now 29 and 46. 
it's all so close. I mean, those are those all those numbers are within one of each other. Yeah, and man, it's gonna get intense here because the next two games you're looking at OKC on Sunday. Man, OKC needs wins right now, and they're gonna be really want that win uh, on Monday. Uh, a kind of a back to back. They play at OKC on Sunday. Uh, a back to back at home on Monday against Philly. Philly's a playoff team. Everybody's jockeying for position right now in the East. So, you know, Philly's going to want their win also. And then you enter this stretch of uh, of three games between the Timberwolves, who have basically shut down everybody, and then the two back-to-back Grizzlies games. And, and then the Phoenix Suns are, right after that. Yeah, yeah, and the Suns after that, that's the, you know, that's the last home game and that obviously that Spurs game on on Wednesday. Uh, the last game of the season, but it's crazy. This is where we're at these handful of games, but it's going to be such a weird vibe around these games because uh, I, I went past AAC today a few days ago. They put these big Dirk banners up on the arena and it's it just those last few games uh, are going to be insane. The Suns tickets are insane. That Grizzlies, that last Grizzlies game, that's the second to last home game. Uh, everything's going to be about Dirk those games, but you could see some very, very bad basketball. So it's going to be wild that people are going to be paying a super high price <laughs> for these tickets to come see Dirk's last game. But it's, it, there is a very highly um, possibility, possibility that there's going to be some very bad basketball in those games with two Grizzlies games, Suns, uh, Minnesota, it's going to uh, and then yeah. who knows if the Spurs are going to be playing for anything at that point. The way the standings are looking right now, they might be, but yeah, which yeah, it's it's crazy and it's, the last week is going to be insane. Now, my last thing I want to mention is it's absolutely crazy just to see the global super or the global star that Luca is right now. Obviously, my wife is from Brazil, and I've talked about that before, and we're big Neymar fans. We love Neymar. And her whole family loves Neymar. Everybody loves Neymar in Brazil. And uh, we follow you know, Neymar on Instagram. And I was just casually rolling through uh, my Instagram, uh, watching my uh, my Instagram stories and stuff. And Neymar's popped up. So I clicked on Neymar's. And there's Neymar standing <laughs> up in this room, holding up his Luka Doncic yeah. jersey, uh, in which Luka had signed it and sent it to him. It had a little message. And uh, they, they're obviously friends. And... It's just so cool to see that. It's cool that Dallas, we know that Luke is going to be the face of this franchise moving forward, and he's so good already. But there's so many people on the, the, the grand scale of things that have acknowledged his uh, stardom at su- such a young age. When you have people like Neymar and I mean stars across the league that have talked about Luca this season, from LeBron to KD to you know all these guys that have, have talked about Luca, and it's just crazy. It's just beginning, but it's it's just further proof that Luca's going to be a star of this league for a very long time, and it's going to be no time, if not already leaning that way, that he's going to be one of the faces of the league. And it's really cool. It's really cool to see it from an international uh, perspective because I saw this graphic on ESPN uh, the other day and I thought it was the stupidest thing I've ever seen in my life that said, uh, it had a picture of Giannis. It said, can a non-American, non-North American born player be the star of the NBA? I'm like, get out of here. Absolutely they can. It's already and, been. 
Yeah, and they, so and so people were Hakeem, talking Dirk, about yeah, yeah, they're talking about the dream and stuff, and uh, it's cool that we're going we're going to look at it and see. It's just a it's a picture into what this sport is, what the league is about, and you see in Giannis and Luca and all these other players from uh, around the world that play this game, and uh, we're just lucky enough and blessed enough to uh, to have Luca in Dallas, and hopefully for his whole career. Exactly, I'm with you, completely with you on that, guys. The uh, let's see, the next Mavericks game is Sunday. Sunday, a weird afternoon game at OKC against the Thunder. Um, and then they have a back-to-back, and then they play Monday at home versus the uh, 76ers. So that is – you'll hear from us next. Um, probably – well, we might do one Sun. We might do one – we'll do one Sunday night, probably drop it then. But Yeah, Sunday night after uh, after the OKC game. And, yeah, if you follow the tournament, uh, Tennessee just got uh, put out by Purdue a little bit ago. So I know a lot of people, a lot of Mavs fans, that second-round pick have been looking at Grant Williams, Admiral Schofield for Tennessee, big forwards that uh, I really like, but they're put out, so you don't get to see them anymore. Yeah, sucks for you. Anyway. There you go, guys. Thanks so much for listening to Locked on Mavs. Peace out. Boom. Boom.